0: Right now on Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks. Hi everyone, Alexis Brooks here from Higher Journeys. So glad that you decided to join me today for what I am calling a special episode of Higher Journeys. Laura Eisenhower is a name that I'm sure many of you in the audience know. She has been quite outspoken for quite a few years now on a whole host of topics. Topics that we typically talk about here on higher journeys. This is the first time we've had uh, Laura on this show. And it's been kind of a long time in the making. I remember seeing Laura out at contact in the desert, uh, several years ago now, and uh, we had tried to come together to do uh, an on camera, weren't able to do it. But some years later, here we are again. And guess what? She is going to be talking about among other things, her incredible lecture that is slated for this year's first virtual contact in the desert, of which yours truly is also a part of, uh, later this month. Today, we're going to be touching on some of the themes that she'll be lecturing about that include timeline wars, hmm, soul alchemy, and claiming victory over dark forces. Now, I know that this is a heavy subject, as it should be, but if anyone can break down how they see all these things playing out, including, and I'm particularly interested in the whole idea of the bifurcation of timelines. It's Laura Eisenhower. So we're going to get right to it. And uh, I know you're going to love what we have to talk about. So why don't we get to the show with our special guest, Laura Eisenhower. Enjoy. Well, everyone, all I can say is it's about time. It is about time. I have had this lovely woman on my show, Laura Eisenhower. And I have brushed, uh, elbows, I think, a few times at uh, events over the years, but she has never been on the show. And I am just so absolutely thrilled and delighted to have her. And as you can imagine, prior to hitting the record button, we were yap, yap, yapping away. And I said, you know what, Laura, let's just keep this conversation going. And yes, it was pretty deep. And it was pretty, you know, there's deep stuff going on, right? Right, Laura? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, by the way, welcome to Higher Journeys officially. Thank you so much. It's great to be here with you well it's like a visit and the journeyers I call my my group the journeyers i know that they're uh, they're thrilled to have you so we're going to jump right in cuz there's a lot of territory to cover and you have been digging your heels into so many areas that we call metaphysics that we call fringe all of these areas that have become even more intensified certainly in the last uh, 14 15 months So uh, I want to start with uh, some of the things that you're going to be talking about at the upcoming first annual, not first annual, first virtual contact in the desert of which I'll be uh, uh, joining in as well. One of the lectures you're going to be doing uh, is about timeline wars and claiming victory over dark agendas. I want to just give the punch list here and see if we can start to tackle some of these areas because they're all, I know they all have a lot of moving parts You're going to be addressing soul alchemy, the mark of the beast, time, what I'm calling timeline splits, what you call the bifurcation of timeline wars and the phantom earth. And I have a feeling they're all connected. So I want to start, I want to dig our heels immediately into. I'm so not thrilled, but fascinated with this idea of timeline. Timelines in general and timeline splits. And it seems like they've always been sort of moving and ebbing and flowing. And, but lately it seems like we're being whipped from one to the other. Let's dig into that, Laura, right off the bat.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I kind of see uh, like the whole process of bifurcation still holding like a bridge between the two timelines. So even if they split, it doesn't mean it's like, it's, it's fully, fully gone, Mm -hmm. It also depends on the person and what their agreements are. Some people have an agreement to not even be in the physical plane anymore to move on to the next level. Um, Some might stay very close in close proximity to those that might be vibrating at a very different level in order to help assist them for those that are willing to maybe grow, change, evolve, awaken. Um, And I think some are just like really just kind of splitting away. And it starts off with just having boundaries, just just saying, I can't have this in my life anymore. I'm putting my attention over here. So once we cut energetic cords with people or with aspects of our society, then we are not participating in a particular timeline kind of energy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the more sovereign we are, the more we live in accordance to our own authentic truth, the more we're going to be able to experience a timeline that supports that. When we co-mingle with things that siphon or harvest our energies or drain us or manipulate us, then we are kind of delaying our our potential of uh, having upgrades in our DNA and activations of like our galactic chakras. And in this particular ascension window period, that's all available. So the sabotage is, you know, it can yank a person into uh, a place that we don't really need to go. So I think the most important thing is that we find like-minded people and we begin to build community and get closer to the earth and the resources of the planet and, and, and cut the cords with the matrix because that's not going to take us anywhere good. Um, And I think that to me is the ascension and the awakening is to, uh, Divorce that old system so that we can move into the new paradigm that's based in deeper principles and values and morality and integrity and um, connecting with, you know, spirit and earth and and really remembering and becoming the full potential of who we truly are. So there's, it's going to be very difficult to be on the same timeline with something that's in a mm-hmm. digressive sort of like reversal of that or AI or mind control based kind of realities false realities. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's going to be very hard to coexist with the two Right right we're we're seeing or experiencing both um, at the same time.
0: It seems, yeah, I would call it a dichotomous situation. It sounds like Laura, what you're saying, and I think this is far more complex than anyone could really know, but it sounds like just by virtue of divorcing ourselves, for lack of a better word from those who may be still stuck in that matrix. And, tethering ourselves to, as you say, nature, I found myself even more connected to nature, not just as an ocean, really, may actually spur a new timeline to be birthed. Is that kind of what you're
1: saying? Yeah, I mean, it's always there, the organic ascension timeline. This planet was seeded as an ascension planet um, thousands and thousands of years ago. And it's always been about us connecting in unity consciousness to switch on dormant strands of DNA. So the whole concept of seven root races and five star seed groups, seven plus five, which equals 12, completes our full 12 strand DNA template. And we are here to retrieve these missing parts of ourselves through, you know, activating one another so that we can find our wholeness again and go from tree of knowledge back to the tree of life. But there's artificial tree of life, um, 10 sphere reversal grids that have been overlaid on the planet. Uh, to create artificial timelines and to take humanity down a trajectory that is based in mind control, manipulation of belief systems, conquer and divide, um, and just answering to this outer authority, uh, when really this whole other thing's going on due to organic ascension that has to do with just reclaiming <clears throat> who we truly are, unscrambling the fire codes, the DNA sequencing that they call junk DNA. Because actually, our junk DNA holds higher harmonic universes that uh, um, we can rediscover through integration of polarity, because it has to do with the inner masculine and feminine and the the coding of the electric and magnetic, and, and, and rebuilding that. So it takes us into alchemical marriage and then hierogamic union within ourselves. And it corresponds with the organic planetary grid network, that when we're really, really connected, um, you know that's kind of the concept of doing grid work is that we can correct those reversals by living in accordance to the real organic nature of this planetary body, our true self, and where that's taking us. And so this particular window period is very significant because, uh, as of 2010, the sun started to move through the 13th sign of Ophiuchus, which is ruled by the ether. You know, most zodiac signs are earth, air, fire, water. Now we got Ophiuchus, the 13th sign that's ruled by ether. So it's correcting this inversion, the inverted pentagram, where the fifth element's going into the ground. It's creating a correction, also with the Venus transits. That uh, the orbit of Venus has left a perfect sacred pattern of uh, the pentagram. Um, as uh, astrologers and astronomers notice that if you track Venus's uh, path even through the retrogrades, that it draws a perfect pentagram in the sky. It actually, mm. the, the, the path of it. So to me, that's the corrections coming from the heart of the mother. Um, one might call it the Sophionic corrections mm-hmm. uh, in order to uh, create sort of a global alchemy. That's why I call myself a global alchemist because I, I just choose to stay really, really in touch with this process. And that's why this has been such a prophesized window period for a great awakening, but it's also been a prophesized window for like the end of the world or something apocalyptic mm-hmm. or Armageddon-ish. so we have to kind of decide um, what, what are we aligning with um, mind control, AI signals or authenticity, truth um, mother earth and, and, and what's actually happening on a cosmic and earthly level that is supporting our ability to transcend the matrix and all the awfulness that comes with
0: right. It. Wow. You brought up some really powerful stuff. And immediately, Laura, I wanted to bring this up maybe later in the conversation, but now I think is a time we were just talking offline about my being in Australia during the, it was happened to be during this great cosmic conjunction, this uh, conjunction between Saturn and Pluto. And I got to tell you, girl, when that was happening, and I had no idea what the implications were I am at in no way as uh, well read in this area as as you are, but I knew something powerful was going on. Obviously, prior to all what happened in March, etc. <clears throat> but let's talk about that a bit because as I was doing my research for our show today, I was looking at this. Uh, and I'm going to look at my notes here. This this conjunction, January 12th of 2020. You look at, and I, this is a very sort of crude explanation, but Pluto is being. Uh, more about alchemy and transformation and organic, the organic process where Saturn has more of an edge, more rigid materialism, uh, uh, traditional uh, behaviors. And here you had th- this conjoining of the two. It reminds me of what you just said, right? So yeah. is coincidence or no? Of course not.
1: Yeah, yeah. this uh, <clears throat> conjunction was major. Saturn, uh, Pluto, and Jupiter was also in the mix throughout all of hmm. 2020. So Saturn on the lowest octave level of its vibratory frequency and how uh, people on an Earth level might connect to it would be tyranny, control, enslavement, limitation, authority, uh, false authority. So the dark side of Saturn is very dark um, yes. and we see what's happening in the world with these rules and mandates and um, this, this tyrannical control. The higher octaves of Saturn are self-mastery and becoming a teacher. So it's up to us to Mm. define things on our own terms and overcome false authority, so that we can begin to take charge of ourselves because we can't get rid of Saturn, which rules the law of structure, but we can work with the law of structure in a way that serves us so that the container and the structure is able to hold our multidimensional awareness and our spiritual energies instead of Um, giving that power away. So we have to kind of graduate with the different planetary energies. No matter what planet it is, there's always sort of the underbelly kind of dark side. Unfortunately, the dark Saturn and the worship of the dark Saturn and how that relates to satanic stuff and the black Cuban Saturn that uh, acts as a receiver of, uh, of all this harvested you know energy and the technology of the saturn moon matrix to keep a patriarchal programming alive or just disconnect or discord between masculine and feminine not so much gender but the energetic flow within our own bodies which manifests in the way that we relate to each other in society so mm-hmm. Saturn is very much old paradigm as far as the dark part of it uh control you know manipulations behind the scenes just this very very dark controller so we, on our path of awakening, need to have self-mastery. So as Pluto interacts with it, it allows us to let go of the old Saturn. It allows us to move through that um, gateway, uh, that birth canal that mm-hmm. Pluto represents, which is death, rebirth, alchemy, transformation. So we can cut the cords and let go and you know transform and, and rise like the phoenix out of the ashes of the old system and the old paradigm. But they've convinced people to be so afraid of death that many are choosing not to go through the transformation, but actually be so afraid of death that um, they're almost like stuck in the birth canal, masked, jabbed, you know, and and being kind of like recycled back into old, uh, um, just this this, uh, harvesting timeline that will not allow them to emerge. In a way, it's like building a prison around the cocoon so that when the butterfly is ready to emerge, It's, it's imprisoned itself.
0: Can't go anywhere. Right. right.
1: Right. The organic process is okay. Uh, we're breathing through the discomfort of the death cycle, but then we're going to emerge and transform and fly free. So they, they've managed to, uh, create such psychological operations and uh, to, to, to a degree that people are turning around, um, instead of emerging and they're locking themselves in the cocoon. And it doesn't mean that it's, it's going to be too later. They, they, they won't ever emerge but it's certainly going to take a little while and some time to unwind from the choices that people are making out of fear. Absolutely. That is
0: really heavy. I've often asked the question. I want to be careful, you know, we got to be careful what we say, but we're going to get we're going to get it done because we have to have this conversation, damn it. We just absolutely have to. There are a lot of people that know that there is something both as I've said many times, metaphysically potent. This is the most metaphysically potent time and paradoxically the most, on a 3D level, just heinous time, but there's something powerful to be gleaned from it. Going through, starting with, and it didn't just start January 12th of 2020. We've had many cycles. And again, I, I'm i speaking out of school. This is more your bailiwick, <clears throat> but I know that January 12th was one of those powerful moments and there's more to come. They see my fingers quote, they obviously knew this timing. No accident, right? Did they usurp the organic metamorphosis knowing that it was coming down the pike and it would be hell apart of powerful.
1: Oh yeah. They have advanced technologies. They've used quantum access technologies. Supposedly the looking glass technologies won't allow them to see much after 2012, supposedly, um, and all they really have is the fake media and propaganda and narratives to push on people to um own their minds, right? But that 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 is just a total hijack. There, there's nothing in that system that serves humanity. Um so so as long as they have that, they still have a major weapon. Um, of course, we've been sprayed with with chemtrails, we've been breathing in nanites, and there's the AI component, the 5G, the Jack, you know, so. They, with time travel technology and their ability to jump timelines and sort of cheat death through uh, cloning and just all different methods and ways that they can transfer s- their, uh, or, or even create like uh, robotic races and um, super soldiers or, or, or monarch programmed individuals with altars to uh, run certain operations that, that go beyond this physical plane that that are connected to secret space programs. So they're able to uh, really track the psychology or progression of human development and evolution. And then of course they have the occult knowledge, which means what is hidden. They have all that information and knowledge of the astrological patternings what's happening in this particular window. So with the knowledge and the dark technologies and off planet sort of kind of the alien agenda, part of it, you know, been dealing with abductions and implants and then they're trying to implant the whole, you know, human race. Uh, very, very, you know, sophisticated. And so it's almost like they, they're always trying to be two steps ahead of where we're going to go. So every time we're about to take a huge leap and advance ourselves as a human species, that's usually when the biggest false flag or psychological operation takes place Mm. and pull the carpet from underneath us, just as we're about to step forward in a really positive way. And that's what's so devastating because, if, if we could just be left alone um, and learn organically, uh, you know, lessons and just life lessons that will help us to evolve. I mean, there's, it's unbelievable to be, be so attacked and targeted as a humanity by something this dark. Um, Absolutely. Cause it, it takes a person out of the organic process of soul development and puts them into a battle to reclaim their mind and their soul, <laughs> you know? And so we're just fighting to, keep our minds intact. Um, and, and that battle is, is, uh, is is so much, I mean, it's part of the, you know, greater thing. I'm not saying it's just some like major anomaly. We're in a free will kind of universe, Mm -hmm. um, that is manipulating free will through, uh, convincing people to consent to things that, aren't beneficial absolutely yeah so it doesn't feel like one has free will but they don't realize they're unconsciously consenting because they're not willing to go deeper or see what's really going on behind the curtain
0: many don't know that there is a curtain that there's anything behind Laura this is the thing that I'm mm-hmm. sure you have struggled with your loved ones of yours friends and family like with many of us that listen to this sort of thing I was saying to someone the other day how is it that the masses cannot see what we see so? Freaking clearly, what happened here?
1: Well, I mean, it's 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 just the indoctrination. It's in the school systems uh, since Project Mockingbird after the Second World War. I mean, the war ended up infiltrating. I mean, it it, it did. It, the war wasn't won. It became a war on consciousness. It, it, it infiltrated mm-hmm. uh, our school systems, media, uh, to slowly indoctrinate and groom people. Um, so that when people watch the news or they're getting educated, they hear the term conspiracy theory. They, they, they are living in this facade that they think is real reality and that everything else outside of it, um, it's kind of like absurd. Like these people, you know, like we're, we're considered crazy or conspiracy theorists where, you know, within the sort of societal bubble, you can still have your rebels, but they're not awakened. They might think that they're fighting this. They might think that they're standing for something, um, sort of like, uh, you know, some, a lot of movements are manipulated or infiltrated. And so people mm-hmm. might really think that like, you know, they're on the cutting edge and they're woke, but they're completely missing the mark. They don't understand uh, that this, this game is being played. Um, they don't take the time to listen. I, I think it shatters their sense of reality so much that it's like, they, 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 they can't. It's too crushing. It, it takes one into such a dark night of the soul, sort of ego shattering experience that society doesn't set up enough time for us to move through those kind of energy. Mm, That's why I so. went on road trips and I kind of lived out of vehicles because I'm like, I need to process. Like some yes. experiences is going on, and I need the time and space to be able to. Good for you.
0: Good yeah, for process you.
1: For it. But also, they don't listen to the victims. This is where one is going to find the truth. You have to listen to people's stories. Uh, if you're just gonna expect to red pill somebody through the latest um, whatever, what sounds like a conspiracy theory, without like having you know real people telling their stories, that vibration of authenticity isn't really there. And mm-hmm. enough whistleblowers and victims of these operations have spoken out, and I thought I, I thought way more people would be like, "Whoa, okay, I, I you, you can't turn your back from that," but. Right.
0: People, people hear what they want to hear, though, Laura. The damage has already been done. If the seed of denial has been planted and it, it germinates well, it's going to be hell hard as hell to pull it up. Maybe the bigger question is, and there are more people, you hear this all the time. I, I don't know that I'm completely convinced of it. People are waking up all the time, relatively speaking. What about the people that never bought, drank the Kool-Aid? Maybe that's the bigger question. What about them? What happened to them? How did, how did certain people, quote unquote, escape, forgive the cliche, escape the matrix, in your opinion?
1: Wait, wait. Um, how, how did so many people
0: escape? How did some of us, I'm not going to say us, I'm oh, going to say right. some people not drink the Kool-Aid and so-called escape the, quote, matrix? That's really the bigger question.
1: What happened to us? I think it comes before birth. I think there's a really, really strong agreement, like Star Seed Mission type thing, or just an advanced soul. And I'm not saying it from an ego perspective, but uh, you know, obviously, there's amnesia. We're born with amnesia. We don't really remember our past lives. Our galactic memories have been cut off. We don't see a larger picture. Um, we see war, maybe on a ground level. You know, world wars. We can't deny all the wars in our history, but we're not really learning about galactic wars or ET races. I mean, that's completely wiped from our education. So I feel that souls that have those memories or a connection with it, uh, have set up events for themselves in this particular incarnation in order to like not lose connect with it. Um, and I, it's it's very different incarnating on the human wheel or the incarnational wheel when you're coming in with a mission versus somebody who's uh just incarnating as a human who's just kind of you know figuring it all out uh Mm -hmm. so there are starseed groups the five cloister races are actually connected to starseed groups that were uh around in a similar way that the root races were but they were coming in from um other like planetary systems or from a just a higher kind of level of awareness to where they, they might have um, contact experiences, they might be very close to the, the, the council of uh, higher extraterrestrial beings in order to have that communication, to be reminded. And some um, may, might feel a strong connection or affinity with like the Magdalene energy or just Christ consciousness in general or the planet. Um, and I think it's just a series of events that we put ourselves through in life in order to remind ourselves. Um, And we have a choice in every moment when adversity strikes. Are we going to get to know ourselves better or are we going to give our power away more? And if we keep choosing ourselves and we can explore the soul, explore our consciousness and explore what's really going on inside, um, that's where we locate it. So I also think that um, we've had the strength to make that choice. And even if we didn't always make that choice, we've made that choice enough times in our life. You see other people who go through maybe anger, depression, or anxiety, and they're immediately going to go for a pharmaceutical or have a doctor tell them what's wrong with them. Whereas somebody like us might just be like, I'm depressed, but I know why. And I'm going to explore that because it's a messenger. Pain is a messenger. Anxiety is a messenger. We go through all the same things, mm-hmm. but what is it trying to show us? Right. You know, and when we can ask us those questions, and ask ourselves those questions we're on a path of discovery that um, helps us to get in touch with a greater calling and and unfortunately people aren't empowered enough to go that route and instead they get further and further pulled in Mm. uh, to the point where they're numbing or or masking all these symptoms in exchange for sort of being sort of in a trance and just being able to function as a human because they don't have to feel the depression or anxiety because they've medicated it with pharmaceuticals. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's a major split, particularly in our teenage years as we move into adulthood uh, and we are processing this stuff. That's a great opportunity for us all to awaken. But if we're trapped in the, Oh, I'm worried what other people will think, or I'm not going to get a good grade because I'm too distracted by my anxiety. Well, that anxiety might've been the messenger to set you on a whole different course to uh bring in your true authentic soul path and eventually you know everybody needs to get there but when we look at where we are in these times it just feels like you know this whole you know what i'm talking about um is going to further immerse them in and and the hope was that we'd be able to avoid it so that there would be a greater awakening once this happens it's going to be way harder and so witnessing (laughs) almost like the loss of connection with that potential in people is very devastating. And we were talking about that yes. in life. Very it's
0: devastating. It's,
1: it's, it's impossible to not like be like bummed out. Like I want to be positive all the time, be like spinning everything in a positive way, but it's really, really hard to witness. And I know everybody- very frustrating. Is, yeah.
0: Very frustrating. You brought something up about young people and anxiety. So I think I'm gonna pose this to you, Laura. So delighted you're here, by the way. I have to say it again.
1: Oh, it's good to be I here.
0: Yeah. I was saying to a friend of mine uh, who was telling me about a young man, I believe, in his early 20s, uh, and she was telling me he has anxiety. I don't need to go into the whole story, but the bottom line is, I said, that's so funny that you should say that because I was um, actually filming a television show not that long ago. I'm not going to mention any names, but one of my cameramen, uh, who's also very young, dealing with anxiety. And I got to thinking, what is with these young people and anxiety what's driving this and it didn't just start a year ago
1: you mean just in general like why yeah, with yeah. i think uh it's it's sort of a a, a survival rest- i mean not a survival but i think our soul is like crying out um just to maybe live closer with nature to um to speak up and speak our truth to find more like-minded people and it's an electrical energy. It comes from the planet Uranus actually. And all the planets correspond with our organs, our endocrine system, our energetic bodies. Um, we're not, it's not just like we're being ruled by the stars. I mean, we're we're made of them, They're, they connect with us. So the whole kind of healing from the inside out, winning the war on consciousness from within, raising our vibration, as far as how we relate to these you know, particular aspects. I mean, we're a replica of this much greater picture. Um, this is like the earth body, but we're multidimensional and we have a connection with all that. So Uranus, which is the great awakener, Mm -hmm. Uranus uh, connects us with truth, authenticity, sovereignty. um, But it's the planet that uh, also rules shock and upheaval, anxiety, PTSD, panic attacks. And uh, so it's this high electrical energy um, that, that, that can give us an upgrade and a download. But if we're Absorbed in a program, and we're not able to receive that download because we get them all the time. Um, some people more than others, depending on their chart. If if we're like not standing in alignment with something that wants to come in and naturally like help us to be the best of ourselves, because um, the the true organic growths and developmental stages that take us through these initiations. If we're over here in a program instead, the body circuitry, the uh, nervous system, is just not able to allow that to flow in. I get um, it. And then, you know, if there's a trauma or triggers, one is mm-hmm. constantly like unconsciously dealing with things that they haven't really released or processed through. So it's a mixture of that. But if we, you know, allow our anxiety to be like, okay, well, what's going on? Did there, something trigger me or um, let me breathe through that and really be in my breath and meditate and allow that, that, that circulation to, then people start to access their higher mind. They start to bring it in and these are, you know, geniuses but they're not special everybody can be a genius everybody's Mm -hmm. got that quality but if we're just being products of society and we're missing out on these because Uranus also rules inventors like Tesla types right um inventors people who are eccentric people who are not afraid to be themselves and that Uranus rules Aquarius so we know with like Aquarian types they're very just kind of you know original genuine types not I'm not saying every one is, but they have a tendency to be, yeah. Yeah. Anxiety. I also feel is, uh, an unaccessed unconscious part of ourselves that that can't quite put our finger on what is wrong, but Uh the soul knows something's not right here and, and something's going on. And, um, unless we take the time to explore what that anxiety is wanting to show us, uh, it's just going to keep us in that loop. When I explored my anxiety, it took me to certain books, certain adventures, certain, uh, experiences that um, just helped me like find my truth and be myself and the anxiety started to clear, Uh, you know, it's, it's the invitation to just be, you know, true to who we are. So all these physical symptoms and adversities are trying to get us closer to home, but society's totally taking advantage of it and wanting to own us in our times of vulnerability, when we feel oh, stressed or anxiety-ridden right. and we just want help, we want to feel support. Don't trust
0: yourself. Don't trust yourself. God forbid you do that. We have the answer, Laura.
1: Yeah, and that's why we want to gather together as like-minded people yeah. to help each other through those anxieties.
0: Your love. Listen, guys, we're going to take a quick break because there's a little bit for you to digest, I'm sure, after you heard what Laura just said. On the other side of this break, however, I wanna ask Laura about some of the physiological symptoms that people have been getting, the physical symptoms, and if they are in fact connected to all that we're going through right now. So on the other side of this break, we will tackle that. Be right back. When you start to ask the question, it unfolds the fabric of space itself, how it's made, what is it made of?
1: not alone in this universe. We never have been. Alien intelligences have cohabited with us on this planet for millions of years. We inherited the obsession from the Anunnaki. Anyone that still thinks that we are the ones that are obsessed with gold does not know enough about the true history of our species, how we came to be here, and the conditions that brought us here. We are not unique in this universe. Extraterrestrials do exist. We are, so to say, the copies of them.
0: All right, everyone. We are back and I'm here with Laura Eisenhower. And, you know, I just, I feel like this is my sister, by the way. We're just, I love when the connections happen naturally. When they don't, you can feel it. So don't fake it we 're not faking it we're just talking we're just having a girlfriend's chat right now right Laura
1: yeah it's really great to talk to you I'm oh being with you
0: yeah I love it well we're gonna get into more we've been talking about some heavy stuff but you know there's always room to smile and to laugh and I remind my I have to remind myself right during these crazy times you know one day I may be crying the next time may I remind myself there's plenty to smile about and laugh about and be silly and you can be silly with your chickens I found out something about Laura. She got chickens, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm the chicken lady. I'm a chicken lady. I love and that fat lady. Me too. I have a white Persian oh. named Clover Paws, but that's, we digress. The, but this is important, right? It's very important. They, I will say, to segue back to our conversation, I think now more than ever, for those that get it, things as simple as being out in nature and really communing with nature, not just, I don't mean just a bunch of bunk. I mean, getting out and really, really bonding with this force and our animal companions there. Do you know that I noticed when this whole thing came down with COVID back in March, animals seemed to be a lot more animated. I don't know. Somebody said, oh, it's because everyone's home and they're happy. No, something else is going on. What do you think?
1: Well, I mean, we are in a ascension window period, stellar activation cycle. And with the presence of ether energies being more available, which is our ability to directly connect with, you know, source and receive, you know, light codes and also transmissions that are coming from the earth, from the core sun within the earth, which is a diamond heart, which is anchored back on the planet, which hasn't been very grounded on the planet till this window time uh, that, Connect with a much larger galactic history. I talk about in my presentations. Mm. There's a lot going on on a cosmic and earthly level, um, and so people experience ascension symptoms. But then there's the symptoms of like being so in kind of, you know, the mind control that the body or the soul that's trying to inhabit the body revolts and doesn't like it and produces symptoms. Um, and 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 so so sometimes it's hard to know. You know, is, is this a legitimate thing? Uh, of of having my creative channels infected to the point where this is why I'm getting sick and I need to clear myself or is this an upgrade and the physical body is uh, producing symptoms because there's something physiologically changing. So when we look at the earth energies, because this is an ascension planet and there's been a lot of corrections in the planetary grid network, um, when we, you know, connect with the earth, it's like that is where we're going to find alignment. and the animals are, are instinctually, of course, you know, connected with that. They don't mm-hmm. sit in a process like us humans. Um, you don't see a dolphin wanting to be a squirrel or a monkey wanting to be. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like they're, 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 they, they are who they are. You know, right. does its ant thing perfectly. You know, it, it just knows. Whereas we as humans, we're just like identity crises and not mm-hmm. sure what is truth and what isn't. We, we've lost sort of that ability to be instinctual. And I'm not talking like animalistic kind of instincts. Um, because there's a divine quality and component. Um, We are made of earth, air, fire, water. The nucleic acids in our DNA are elemental. The fifth element ether connects with our mitochondrial DNA which connects with the mother. So within our own body, we can create this greater alchemy um, and, and actually turn the lead into gold. Even if there's heavy metals and toxicity in our body, even if we've been assaulted or even if it seems like something's impossible. Well, we know we see medical miracles all the time. Some people are told you'll never be able to walk again. Oh yeah? Watch me, right? Because the willpower is a part of our creative energy. And when we are determined to do something and we allow it to flow through our system, we can do unbelievable things. So nature holds spirit guides, spirit medicine, all the herbs and the plants and everything about the abundance of what this earth provides is medicine that can heal pretty much everything. So the stronger we have a relationship with the earth and and the animals the more we're connected with our soul matrix because to me nature is a reflection of our our our, our soul and and our true divine template Agreed. Um, we're we're in these you know vessels though as guardians and stewards of the earth we, we, which we we need to protect but you know it gives back to us so i see us you know as 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 like conduits and and guardians and keepers mm-hmm. but also you know there were certain lifetimes and advanced civilizations and advanced humans that were able to actually shapeshift into eagles or hawks or birds. So, you know, there's there's that ability to become this elemental being. A lot of these advanced civilizations were based in the elemental kingdoms and royalty connected to being an elemental being instead of like a reptilian queen that's got, who's hoarding all this. Oh God, don't even get me going. But anyway. <laughs> So I know I was kind of like, blah, blah, blah. But.
0: No, that's okay. It's all important. I, I was saying to, to Laura off air, guys, I think you're on a roll, girl. You're on a roll. You can tell when Laura gets in the zone. You have... Oh. You just, I, but,
1: I, I, the animal's being excited, uh, excitable It's because this is where the activations are. And they're feeling it. Mm, they're, Matrix is where the reversals are. That's where it's sucking and vampiring our energies. Nature, though, is alive and it's booming and it's conscious and it wants this reconnection. It's like a reunion. I mean, this is the true organic reality. I love it.
0: I believe that. I think that's what's going on. I would agree. I have such a sense of reverence for the animal kingdom, the mineral kingdom. I've had a, I I was just saying to a friend the other day in the last, I'd say year, year and a half, I've always loved nature. I'm a big gardener. I've got 12 gardens on my property. I do a lot of gardening. So I've always loved nature, but I have, in the last year, have become even more connected to the elements in a way. And no one told me to do it, didn't read it anywhere. It just happened. So I said, aha, something's going on here, and I'm loving it. I'm a bird watcher, always. I have my binoculars right here. <laughs> yeah, I do that, guys.
1: And that's right right there, what you just said. Sometimes people think, oh, if I connect with nature, do I have to like go camp?" or do... It's like why, why would they, they say think- that though? Because or it just or they think it's just like oh like hippie granola. I was like seriously like yeah. how does that how how can one be even labeled to living close to the earth? The thing is is to pay attention. It's just to pay attention to the detail, to notice what's happening with the leaves, how they're changing, and you know how a pine cone forms and how a seed is dropped and how new life emerges. I mean. To me, is the most exciting show on earth is to see this beauty of nature and the waters and just the patterns. I mean, I just I'm like obsessed. I my my background's actually wilderness expedition leadership. So is I, it really yeah. I lived in the wilderness for almost four years straight <laughs> without like really interacting much with the outer world. Um, I, I wouldn't say that I'm that person to the same degree uh like I used to be, but um, it was a very important thing to overcome going to high school in the DC area and just helped me to kind of like really, really listen to, you know, mama earth. And it wasn't like four years straight where I, I didn't have breaks in between, of course, Um, mm-hmm. but it was just a, a number of different courses. And some of it was really hardcore, like 30 below. I'm like, why, why did I sign up for this? Because so, <laughs> like, you, you know, needed
0: to, it's your and foundation.
1: That, yeah, it was a nice, yeah. and it pulled me so much closer to the elements and to, you know, the resources of, Uh, the strength of the human spirit and how much, you know, when you have willpower, there's nothing you can't do. That's why I love all those survival shows and I shouldn't be alive. Well, that's kind of a, but it's just the power of the human spirit is everything. We have no comprehension of how strong that is. And if the willpower is lacking, yeah, we might perish, but we're, we never die. We're infinite beings. We just got to be careful of not being controlled. Drop the fear of death. Just don't let yourself be controlled. Allow yourself yourself the respect to discover the beauty of who you really are
0: and I think that nature is the best way Nature's our ally Laura when I go out whether and I'm lucky that I've got yeah I've got about an acre here so I can sit out and I've got trees that I've named and I have no problem I have no problem telling you all that and I'm not earthy crunchy <laughs> I will sit and I know for a fact that the wisdom I'm sitting next to wisdom. And I will talk. I'll start crying right now. Aww. I'll talk to who I call Yin, a huge pine tree, and I know as sure as I'm sitting here that it's a female and that it's wise. And I am so lucky to be in her midst, and I re- defer to her for 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 advice. And although it's nonverbal, the darndest synchronicities will happen. We'll have to talk. Some more off air. I've got a lot of stories I can share with you there. But I bring this up in the context of all of this because I'm looking at the camera. Y'all know we have everything we need to thrive, and nature is right under your nose. Utilize it. She wants to be utilized. I know. I know. And And we're laughing at that. That's not a laughing matter. Oh, I know. We can't not you, not you. I'm talking about people in general. People, yeah. You think it's funny. I remember one, we're digressing, but it's all connected. I'll tell you, this, I'm going to tell you a little story real quick and then we'll get back to the the really, really heavy stuff. I remember once going to one of the garden centers that I love to shop at and I was buying some vegetables and one of the guys, Rastaman from Jamaica somewhere, who I love, uh, was there big into plants and I made some comment about uh, talking to plants and he laughed at me and I said, you of all people, he's like, oh, that's silly. You profess to be close to nature. What's wrong with you? This is part of the time where y'all, if we don't wake up, I like to say y'all, y'all, if we don't wake up to these nuanced, sure, but powerful things right in our midst. You're going to miss the boat.
1: It's These are living things. They have consciousness. They have- they- they they, right. they 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 grow they sprout they develop and they're intelligent uh, they, they, they get composted they they plant seeds and they re- I mean if anything has a strong consciousness to communicate with uh, way more than unconscious humans is plants and animals and animals. They, they they have a consciousness and and just like you know herbs have different properties. Uh, flower essences have different vibratory frequencies. So I remember working at plant nurseries. I was totally communicating with the different personalities of these different yeah. plants. It was just incredible. I, it was the best work I've ever done. Like I love and oh, working with plants. And I knew there was a reason why
0: we connected. See, all this is coming out now. That you know, we'll again. I became a house plant collector over the summer, uh, over the winter rather, because I was so bummed about you know putting the the, the garden outside. Went into dormancy. I'm like, okay, now what am I going to do? And I went from zero to I think about 75 houseplants. Oh, nice. Like big. Anyway.
1: <laughs> oh, and it's such a pure energy to live around. You know, and and it is. It, it actually, to me, is a cure of anxiety and depression. I mean, I, I, I avoid you know drugs. Um, I, I do take herbs and supplements, but uh, yeah, when I was working around plants, I it, it was I felt so charged all plant the time. Therapy. It's plant yeah. therapy. Yeah.
0: Okay. It's related. And by the way, this will be a good plug. I do a show called Conscious Commentary in the Garden. It's a seasonal series and we're going to be starting in a couple weeks in my garden so you get to see all the new stuff going on. And we will be talking about these things. These are the areas that we're going to be focusing more on. But let's stick with the earth. Let's stick with the elements and let's use this as a segue to talk about the Schumann resonance. Do you follow this very, very elusive but I think revealing sort of graph that we get to look at to see what she's, what mother, what Gaia is doing in terms of her frequency. And lately, it's been wacky.
1: I don't. I wouldn't say. I, oh, sorry. Finish no, go that. ahead. Oh, I wouldn't say like you know. I'm I'm checking you know every day. I have enough friends or people that send me stuff, or I just see it. It catches my eye, and I'm like, okay. I mean, I feel it just in my own being, and and no, go, it's got its spiking times and it, it's times where it also, you know, kind of dips and it has to do with the electromagnetic uh, frequencies and we're electromagnetic beings. I mean, our consciousness and the expansion of our consciousness has a lot to do with that. This Ascension window period um, has a lot to do with how the planet is shifting and changing um, and activating in certain ways. That's why I feel, and I put this in, in my title or in my description of my talk, Mm-hmm. I feel like we can nullify the mark of the beast or whatever this darker, darker agenda is because of all these other factors going on, the presence of the ether, the corrections with the Venus transits that have to do with the very same pentagram that um, in its inversion does represent that mark. So I feel something's going on. And that's why I like the term global alchemist, because we are turning the lead of this human experience into gold. All mm-hmm. these new world order agendas I feel are going to be nullified and that AI is going to be enlightened somehow through these frequency shifts that... Weird um, feeling, you know, personally. So, how we react physiologically to what the Schumann resonance is doing helps us and supports us in our upgrading. But also, sometimes, you know, people aren't looking to nature or in, you know, uh, alignment and might turn in the other direction. That's a little bit more detrimental. But I feel that these higher frequencies are the override frequencies that can alchemize a lot of people's negative decisions. And their negative decisions or detrimental decisions I feel can be corrected if they're a being of love, if they just weren't informed, they they didn't realize what they were doing versus somebody who's just like celebrating and thinking it's the greatest thing and really locked into the mind mm-hmm. control and the next level of, you know, the divide and conquer to the point where they're losing their soul matrix and they're losing a concept of love. And I feel uh, all this can be corrected as long as a person stays aligned um, and that we can literally... Turn this frequency around because you know the brain is a computer. If we can shift our thoughts and do amazing things with our mind, and there's sort of uh, a computer sort of component to it, and that's why there's a manifestation of technology that kind of mimics what the uh, unawakened brain. You know, this is what transhumanism is. It's it's mm-hmm. supplementing what they don't want us to get in touch with because ultimately we're the most advanced technology. So I feel no matter what comes down the pike. If we're conscious, if we're soul centered, even if the soul has a hard time occupying the body that might be more uh, struggling with the detriments of what the jab holds, that that can all be turned around. But the love has to be there. The the Absolutely. willingness, the willpower, and the desire to not fall into the pit of hatred, toxicity. You know, Absolutely. you're either anti this or you're for this. Where can the love you know unite us, regardless of our choices? Where we can like still love our families, even if they made that choice. I mean, of course we'll always love them, but still interact with them. Love them more. more. That split us, you know, and they're saying, stay away from those people. It's like, no, love, love is the, is the key to alchemy, that the substance of ether, which connects to the unconditional love of source is the key to turning what might seem impossible around. So I don't like the polarization happening right now, regardless mm-hmm. of what side people are on. If mm-hmm. we can meet somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. with love and mutual respect, I feel that we're going through the most alchemical transformation that is, is, is one might call a miracle, but it's not. It's It's part of the laws of nature and cosmos and spirit.
0: The template has been set up for us to reignite our alchemical abilities.
1: Boom. You just put in a sentence what I totally just rambled about.
0: Yep. It's true. We are alchemists at our core. We have the ability to turn scrap metal into gold. I wrote that in my book. So I, yes. but I believe it. It's true. This is perhaps the, the, like I said to you, this is the paradox, right? This is the freaking ultimate paradox that we're living in right now. This is like like we were both saying, there are days that you want to get up and not get want to, you do cry. And there are days you're like, whoo, this is powerful stuff. This, we're give, being given an invitation to evolve. I know I'm sounding like a broken record to y'all because I've said it before. We are being given the ultimate invitation to evolve, but we've got to RSVP, period.
1: I think, well, we're elemental beings and the tears are important to me. I always see it as watering the seeds of our dreams. Like we have to be able to water things. I mean, water um, and and just, the. I mean, it's like the sky is crying when it rains. So we're obviously as elemental beings going to need to release. Um, we don't want to store those kind of energies in, even if, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's sadness or grief or um, it's a part of like feeling. We, we need to feel, we need to feel it to heal it. And, and we don't want to mm-hmm. lose that. And it's okay to get angry. It's okay to dip down into these places Um, because we're fire beings too. We have passion. Um, But, but we, we also just want to make sure that uh, our perspectives are holding an opportunity for, um, you know, emergence. Like sometimes it's like, you know, I might be bedridden for three days, just in tears. And I know that once I'm done with it, I'm going to feel so much better for allowing Mm -hmm. myself to feel it instead of deny it, um, medicate it, judge it. Like what's wrong with me? It's like, no, what's wrong with people that don't feel that just right. you know, always yeah. light and love and or or people that literally are like, why are you? St-? Anyway, uh, I think authenticity and just being as real with yourself as possible is enlightenment. Um, Let's not be afraid of it. We, we, we can't just sit around and like levitate and just be in the total because we're interacting so much with uh, some very, very painful storylines and things to witness that. Uh, to me, it's a healthy response to the desecration of all that sacred that we would get sad and angry. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's something you. wrong if somebody's not reacting. It's like wake up, and it's not like you know, it has to look a certain way. But but, are you feeling this? Are you seeing this? I mean, mm. it's totally understandable to me that you know th- th- this is going to kick our asses. Yeah. A bit, but but it's only going to make us stronger too. And that's the alchemy part. We're spiritual athletes. We're learning to fly over the obstacles instead of have them continually hit us in the head to the point where we're victimized and defeated. This is what is allowing us to reclaim our treasures, these sort of challenges, because we've forgotten so much of who we really are. Mm
0: -hmm. And we're being given the invitation to remember, rejoin. We're going to take this. Thank you. Laura Eisenhower. My gosh almighty. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We're going to take this conversation. I think this is where we need to to bring it on over to the after show on Patreon. So I hope you all uh, will consider joining us. This has been absolutely fantastic. Never will I get to every question there is, but that's why we have an after show so we can continue some of these themes. But you have said so many powerful things. So I'm inviting the audience. We're premiering this as you know, uh, to to watch it again and again because there's a lot to be uh a lot to be thinking about. However, not however, in addition, mm-hmm. let's use this as a segue. I'm so excited I'm getting to work with you yet again. Contact in the desert. First virtual contact in the desert. Now, I will admit, Laura, I don't know about you, but I will miss that hugging and that fellowship in person. I love, this is one of my favorite conferences. Sorry, everybody else. I love it. Shout out to Victoria and everybody, Crystal and everybody that puts this on. You guys do a great job. So I know it's going to be fantastic, but I'm putting it on the record. I'm going to miss seeing you all. However, it's going to be incredible. Laura, you have got two, the lecture that that we uh, were sort of touching on today. What else are you doing? You're doing a couple of different things, right?
1: Yeah. So you're hosting a panel that is, we're recording Friday, right? So we, I I think that's uh, the one panel. I have a lecture and it's all about activating avatar Christos matrix from 3d reversal grid to diamond sun DNA Mm -hmm. has a lot to do with what we've been talking about as far as like elements and stuff. And of course, you know, just shining light on, you know, the global mind control, the bio neurological warfare and psychological, uh, warfare, spiritual attack, you know, um, and, and, and I go in depth about that. And then I have a workshop, which you, uh, you know, talked about that has to do with, uh, timeline wars and claiming victory over dark agendas. I think the workshop is going to be live. I've already pre-recorded the lecture and, and I agree with you. It's very difficult. Sometimes like it's so weird to just do a recording that is later going to be shared with an audience because are we allowed to talk about that? Are we the energy to exchange know? isn't there. And I just, I, I do so much better just feeling into like the crowd. But, you know, we're, we're working around it and it's fine. So yeah. I'll have, yeah, workshop, uh, lecture, and panel. And hopefully next year,
0: I'm, I'm trying to, not that I can twist Victoria's arm, but, you know, we talk all the time and I'm like Victoria. I think she would was really hoping to do it. She and her partner, wonderful partner, to do it live. But it just seemed more appropriate this time. But maybe, I know they're going to do a kick. Kick, you know what job, but next year I am looking forward to going back to that Indian Wells resort.
1: Can you, can I, you imagine how euphoric that's going to be? Oh,
0: it's going to be great. Other, like,
1: oh, and to get to hug you in person! And I
0: know, I playing like,
1: ping pong with Nick Pope. <laughs> like I <know.
0: laughs> now, I now it was what 2020? 20, 20, 20, no, no, no. Twenty nineteen was the last one, right, at Indian Wells. And we had a great party. We have to go down memory lane for a minute. We had a great uh, reception. I think it was Friday night. Speaking of Nick Pope, where we had everybody coming down the stairs. I emceed that with um, another gentleman. I can't think. Oh, can't think of his name. Captain Ron. Oh right. Were you a part of that? Where we we had you all come on down, and you all. We had Eric Von Daniken and Giorgio, and everybody downstairs. Everybody walked down that big staircase. Yeah. Okay, well I I mc that. So, yeah. Memory. Yeah.
1: I totally remember you from these events. Oh my yeah. god. It's oh, so man. great to get to know you even more and I, I know. you know,
0: we have a lot to talk about. So, Okay, guys, I hope you're not getting bored with us having girl chat. (laughs) We're going to go on over to Patreon. I see the door opening now, so we're going to go on over there. Let me just tell you really quick so you know, Contact in the Desert. The link is going to be in the description. It's easy. Contactinthedesert.com. You can register now, I'm sure. I believe uh, you're going to be able to access. it. It's 25th of the 28th of june is the actual uh, uh virtual conference and then i believe for two weeks after you'll be able to come on back and 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 take partake in all of these incredible talks and panels etc so I'm excited to be working with Victoria and Laura and everybody, the crew. Also want to let you know, coming up, we've got uh, several more, a couple more speakers for contact that'll be, we will be premiering Mary Rodwell, who is another dear friend. I love Mary to pieces. June 9th, come back here. We're premiering. That show, where we'll be talking about her talk. Uh, and then Brad Olson, do you know Brad Laura? Brad yeah, Olson, really good friends. yep, I love his work. I'm so excited! He's going to be on our show June 23rd, and of course, Beyond Esoterica, this landmark book, we're going to be talking about that as well as his lecture, uh, and workshop at Contact. So,
1: oh, I you do- go ahead. No, no you, you finish, and I just want to share one thing before we close. Go ahead, share, share, share. Oh, okay. Well, I I, uh, have lost most of my major platforms. I just want to encourage people to check out uh, org. You'll see how to connect with me on a platform called conscious vitality, and you'll have access to a bunch of other people's channels. And it's a protected social media network as well. I love it. Uh, And yeah, I just wanted to say that because, uh, where where do we like, because you're not going to easily find me um, on social media like you used to.
0: I've noticed that by the way, we'll make sure, Laura, make sure you give me every single link. Not only will we have uh, everywhere you can find Laura in the description below, we're going to have it also on higherjourneys.com. So uh, make sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. We can't lose you, Laura. You know? So yeah, absolutely. Thank you everyone. What can I say? This has been a fabulous conversation to start off the month of June. So we're going to continue. We're going to go over to Patreon right now. Laura Eisenhower, thank you so much, my dear, you beautiful woman, you.
1: Oh, you're incredible. So beautiful. And it's just been so much fun. Thanks everybody for tuning in.
0: Thank you. All right, guys, we'll see you next door. If not, we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye. Mm -hmm.